Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, September 9, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We had what's called in the technical parlance as a chameleon market. It looked like one thing earlier on, and then it changed its colors later in the day. Let's take a look at the daily chart from a 30,000-foot view perspective, and then we'll drill down what are those lines on the screen, all that stuff. We'll get to all that. So we're hovering above the 20-period moving average. However, however, they had an opportunity to bounce away by coming close to it yesterday. And oh, by the way, they had every excuse to do so early on today. How so? We'll get more into this a little bit later, but what happened overnight is they ran down, did the thieves in the night routine where they go and do some lower numbers, and then by the opening bell, they've basically recovered, so it's kind of like a recocking of the weapon from a shorter-term perspective. When they do that and start to rally early in the day, it's generally speaking, especially in an uptrending market, a bullish sign. However, later in the day, and this is in the 20% of the 80-20 rule, meaning it was kind of a little bit of an oddity today how they did the things they did. So what they did was they turned around, instead of floating up during lunchtime that they do the majority of the time, they actually dropped the tape and they trended lower in the afternoon. So what we have to notice out of that, it's a change in what we normally see. Normal is using the 80-20 rule, what happens the majority of the time in the current uptrend. Okay, fair enough. So let's talk again, like we did yesterday, about the potential on the downside if they're going to go down. Where are they going to go? Well, nothing's really changed. We identified an area around 447, maybe slightly below. Here's what it looks like on a 240-minute chart. You have a breakup candle, the low is 447. Why is my line at 446.58? For my own purposes, and here's the hourly chart, what I've done is I've put the line around the gap, which is slightly below 447. So we know it's a zone. Maybe they get to 447. Maybe they come up short. Maybe they spike it through. The zone is 447 to 445. Now, while we're looking at the hourly chart, let's mention a couple of things. It's in the spirit of reading the tape. Now, understand that nothing is an absolute in the market, so there's no guarantees. There's nothing that happens 100% of the time. But if we're just looking at the hourly chart, saying, what does it look like? What does common sense tell us? What does logic tell us? Well, I look at this and I see a couple of things. I know there's a big fat round number not too far away, 450. I also know that at the end of the day, they ran some tests of 450. The high in this candle, 449.99. There's no accidents or coincidences. And then the high in the last hourly candle of the day, 450.14. So I know that's an important spot. So when you're below it, it's resistance. When you're above it, it's support. 450 is important. We're also below the 100-period moving average, and they spent the last three hours of the day, other than a spike up above it periodically, they spent the last three hours of the day 
below the 100 period moving average. Now, what we also have is a situation where we had a low yesterday. Okay, fair enough. It's garden variety market behavior to run a test of the low. Sometimes they come up short, sometimes they spike it through, and then rally away. Now, what they did do is they ran a test of the low, they didn't rally away. They hung out and they continued running the test. How many of these standardized tests do we have to have? So again, in just the reading the tape stuff, all that stuff I just discussed, staying below 450, below the 100 period moving average, the concept of running a test and not being able to rally away, but getting stuck down here all day long, or at least for half the day, And as we know, it's how you close them at the end of the day, not necessarily how they trade them out throughout the day. So they closed them poorly. You got all that other stuff. It all leads to it's bearish. Now, if you wake up to a gap up, that's a whole different story. But they closed them out. They traded them out this afternoon. They're going out bearish. Let's talk about something else. We talked about it yesterday on another chart. We're going to talk about it again since we're on this chart and it's a good learning opportunity. So we had another one of these patterns inside of a pattern. In this case, it was a little bit different. I'm focused first on this candle ending at 11.30 yesterday. Now we put in some kind of a tail candle, and then the next candle was inside of it, a similar tail candle, and then all of a sudden the market started putting in one of those bullish, flaggish patterns. So if you're unclear on what I'm talking about, The move up from the low in this candle, this essentially is a breakup candle low or a breakup candle with a breakup candle low. And then they're making a bullish flaggish pattern for the rest of the day inside that breakup candle. So what did they do in the first hour of today? This is the candle ending 10.30 a.m. Guess what? They rallied up to complete the energy release in the upward direction out of the bull flag pattern. Which brings me to inside the numbers, and what I'm gonna do here is highlight a handful of things that are extremely important. What I urge you to do is read the notes, pause the video, go back to the chart to double check the work, see what's being discussed, and then see what the market does after the fact. Then you can decide if this is of something of value for you throughout the trading day. So we start out with the happy Thursday routine. Can't believe it's Thursday already. Who would have thunk? It's a short week, and here we are at the end of the week. They did the lower thing overnight, about two points from touching the daily 20-period moving average. So there, they come up short, and they rally away. And we know the same rule applies, or the same concept applies with a gap. If they come up short and rally away, That's bullish. They'll likely be back at some point. Now, if they come back quickly, then I don't want that trade. They're probably going to go lower, but they'll be back later. But for now, that's a bullish sign when they come up short and rally away. They're not letting traders buy the gap. At least that's my interpretation. At least it's one way to look at it. So we have the big magnetic fat number 450 and so on. So here's the way we're going to look at it, and we're scrolling down a little bit. We're going to keep it simple. We're going to use the big fat round number as the early bull bear pivot, 450. Remember from yesterday afternoon when they couldn't quite get to 451 and a quarter. 
Well, it's still a target, important, and a pivot. Getting above opens the door for higher numbers, 452, 70, give or take. Therefore, and check this out, and then we're going to go to a chart. Inside the range of 450 to the south side and 451 and a quarter on the north side, it's likely to be a chop shop formation until they break out above or below. So what is that saying? It's saying if they break out above 451 and a quarter, they're going to go to 452.70 or at least in that direction. Keep in mind, all these notes are at zero dark 30 in the morning, long before the opening bell. Let's get our faculties. Here's a five-minute chart. Right of the vertical line is today's activity. We have three identifiers on the screen. The bottom line is 450. The middle line is 451.25. The top line is not 452.70 or 75, but 452.50. Why is that? Because they didn't get to 452.70 or 75. They got close. They came within 15 or 20 cents, but I just want to depict where we are on the chart. So you can see what happened. They stayed above 450. They opened the day above. They stayed above. Once they started breaking out, the writing is on the wall. They get sucked right up into that zone, and that was it. They never got to the top end, the 452.70, and then the rest of the day is history. We'll talk more about that as the commentary goes along. All right, let's scroll up and see what else we have, and then we'll run back to the charts and double-check the work. 921 post. So this is kind of, where are we? It's about game time. I need some real-time information. Staying above 450 will promote higher prices. Okay, that happened. They tested it a few times during the day and overnight. Each time they've recovered with ample opportunity to stay down. In the spirit of reading the tape, it's bullish and should culminate in a rally. It did. I'm inclined to be long if I can pick them up down around 450, give or take. I couldn't. They really took off right out of the gate, right around 450 and a half. Closing candles below 450 would put that concept on hold. All right, fair enough. Let's see what else we have. Right out of the gate, we had some action with stocks on the move. We'll circle back to those later. The SPY was at some resistance. Higher would open the door for 451.75 to 452. So you see what happens in real time. We narrow down shorter term resistance areas. Back to the chart, now I've moved the top line to 452, and you can see what happened. Once we got up into that zone, that shorter term zone, that's where they started to run into what I like to call overhead resistance. Resistance areas don't have to be a short trade. Resistance areas are targets. Resistance areas are exits for long trades. Doesn't have to be a full exit. We exit in pieces along the way. We can hold a trailer for the redonkulous. 940, traders who are long JD enjoy the ride. That's a taste test from stocks on the move. Now that they're up around the resistance area, what's next? They should stall out around 452. They did. They could come up short, pull back, do it later, spike it through. We know all that stuff, but that is a bona fide resistance area. It was. If they pull back, 450.85 is an area of support just in case. More commentary about above 452. We know about that already. Here's a little learning opportunity from reading the tape stuff. They did the thing where they rally right out of the gate without a shakeout operation. 
Remember, most people don't look at the futures chart, let alone even know that it exists. They did the 20-period moving average in the middle of the night. Now, when I look at the futures chart now, it's already shifted, but as of the time they did it, that daily chart 20-period moving average was pretty much right on the number that they went to overnight. Hard thing to wrap your head around if you don't know what I'm looking at, but take my word on it. At the time, it's a bullish signal, which is why the commentary before the open was there about the likely rally. Whether or not you jumped in right away or were waiting for a pullback is a separate issue from individual to individual, but it's reading the tape. This is what Inside the Numbers members are paying for. All of this stuff, it's a culmination of everything. The numbers, the commentary, the learning. I'm telling you, this is the PhD part. We're moving along. Again, we have shorter-term targets, shorter-term numbers. What you see early on are the bigger numbers as the day goes on in real time. We narrow things down. The next way station, 452 to 452.30. We already saw that that was, in fact, a way station. We're moving along. There's the next target. Funny how that works. Let's keep going. Again, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. Let's see what we have here on the chart that was posted. That was where I mentioned what we discussed before about the bull flag pattern inside the breakup candle with the tail on it. We're moving along. Now, here's another one. So 1117, 450.85 to 450.40 is the zone of support where buyers should show up if reached sooner than later. It's a long side trade. Now I'm going to lunch. Or am I? 11.28, showtime for the Bulls to play defense in this zone, below 450.85. And here we are. This is where we are. So this is 11.30. They come into the zone, 450.85. They bounce. They come back down again. They bounce. So this is a zone of support. They stayed there for a while, and then they gave it up. But they gave you a handful of scalp trades a number of times. So that worked. We're moving along. By 9.41, that worked. Let's move along more. Now, I actually did walk away, and then they dropped them in the afternoon, so I assessed the situation. And the only thing we could have come up with at the time was 4.47. They didn't get there. We talked about it earlier. And then into the end of the day, they just basically went back and forth, back and forth. Now, here's an interesting one. 138, for those interested. IWM has support just under 224. A long trade would be wrong with candle closes below 222.96. So I'm giving you a trade at 138. It's a scalp trade, not a marriage. Here's the IWM. It's a five-minute chart. Forget this at the end of the day. What we're looking at is this right here. This is the zone of support that we were talking about. It's the Mickey Mouse trade. This is the candle ending 1340, this is the afternoon, 130 in the afternoon. Low, 224.06. Low, 224.06. Low, 223.99. Low, 223.90. There you have it. This is what it looks like on an hourly chart. Now think about it for a second. You have an hourly chart, a breakup candle. Now they've come down. They're going to run a test of something. Are they going to run a test of the low or... Are they going to find some support 
in and around the area that they spent a lot of time before that breakup candle. Also, you have the 100 period moving average sloping up. And then when you look at some other charts, you had some other stuff. There was full stack data going on. All right, just a sidebar, slip the IWM in in the afternoon. Why not? I saw it. It made sense. I know traders want that trade. So some traders took that trade. Let's run through the end of the day. Obviously, you see the concept. You see what's going on. Read the notes. Go back to the charts. Double check the work. This is information of value during the trading day. It has two purposes. A, to make you money during the trading day. And B, to help you learn on an ongoing basis, learning compounds. Let's go through stocks on the move. We're going to look at the three that hit their entry targets. They are B-I-G-C, S-K-I-N, and J-D. The other ones didn't. There was a healthy list on the board, but we only want the ones that hit their targets. Listen, if you had 10 opportunities on the board and one or two hit its target and you had one or two positive trades four or five days a week, add that up. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Just because I put six, seven, eight opportunities up on the board, I do not expect them all. Once in a while, they do. But I don't expect them all to hit their numbers. We just want the ones that do. When I see this stuff in the morning, I see a number that I'm willing to take the trade. So I put it on the board. I don't know whether it's going to get there or not. But what I do know is, based on the ones I put up on the board, we generally get one to three trades every single day. Big Commerce, getting a haircut at the open, 54.65, with a secondary number at 53.56. You can see what happened. It found support around the first number. It hung out there all day long. It gave you the base hit multiple times. That's okay. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. There's nothing wrong with a base hit. Into the end of the day, it came into the second number, but into the closing bell, nobody's going to take that trade Time has already run out on the clock that late in the day. The second one we're going to look at, the Beauty Health Company, Skin. Buzz cut at the open, two numbers on the board bright and early, and we can see what happened. Nothing happened. It came up short of the first one. It went into it later in the day. We don't want that trade for obvious reasons. What are the obvious reasons? We want them in the manner in which we want them. So we would have loved this in the first candle of the day, First two candles of the day, something like that. Later in the day, after coming up short, rallying away, we don't want that trade. The second number tried to find support. It did find support. Again, into the end of the day, it really doesn't count. However, the numbers work. And you never know which ones are going to give you the rocket ride when. JD, 7808 on the board, bright and early. And guess what? Hit it. A little bit lower, just by a few pennies, turned around, immediately went it back in the other direction. And you know what? This is one of the ones where you don't even have time to react to take the base hit. You get out with more than the base hit by accident. And if you're holding some and you take heed to hold a piece, hold half, whatever it is, because you never know which ones are going to give you the rocket ride, this was one of those today. Entry at 78, in really a matter of minutes, you were already up at a high of 81 and change. The numbers work.
Again, we had something for everybody today. Stocks on the move, we had JD. And with the SPY, I would say we had a pretty darn good handle on things today. What's going on over in Camp IWM? So the 223.95, that was my buy price or area for IWM. Looking at the daily chart from a bird's eye perspective, 30,000 foot view perspective. And remember, this is my favorite market leading indicator. Above all the moving averages, technically speaking, there's nothing wrong with the tape. They're inside of a big breakup candle. So those are two positive things. What would be a negative thing? Well, how about the obvious? How about 220.57 getting below there first on an hourly basis and then on a daily close? Guess what? That's the beginning of meet Irene. Doesn't have to be debacle Irene right away, but that would open the door for 214, give or take. Staying above all the moving averages, technically speaking, nothing wrong with the IWM. And guess what? As we get into the end of the week, the first part of next week, she's on time. What does that mean? It means that you should go back to the course, lazy e-mini trader, and take it again, review it again, because that kind of stuff is extremely important. Time is more important than price. What about the folks down at the transportation department? What's going on here? They're trading away from the important number. What's going to happen on Friday's close, the weekly close? Are they going to have a tremendous up day in the transports tomorrow to close out the week, get back above 14760 or are they going to show more signs of essentially a weak tape? This is a bearish pattern that will generally release the energy in the southern direction, and if symmetry has any stake in the game, there's a lot of downside waiting in front. Flip side, back above 14,760, she turns, at least for the short run, bullish for a potential target of 15,350. That's why that's there. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. Below the number, bearish. Above the number, bullish to 15,350. What about the Silicon Valley crew, the Q people? Technically, there's nothing wrong. They're running sideways, eating time off the clock. So it was a down day, a buck and a half, four-tenths of one percent. We can't make a federal case out of that. We can make a federal case if they start closing daily below 376.50. It'll still be above the moving averages, namely the 20-period moving average, which still will be below that. However, that would be a negative sign for starters. If they're as bullish as they appear, they should not close below 376.50. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. How about the financials? Anything doing with the XLF? Nothing doing with the XLF? We'll move it along. Smash Mouth, pretty good proxy for the tech space as a whole, and we were up a buck and a half today. The trend is your friend until she dumps you. They've been eating time off the clock. Yesterday, they ran a test of a breakup candle low. Remember that? We talked about it in last night's video. They're above that low, eating time off the clock, building energy for what? Another move higher. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. You treat each market independent of one another. What the SMH is telling me is bullish. If they drop down tomorrow below some stuff, that'll change. But today, if you take the chart at face value, 
That's the result. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.